This is your host Chukudi, and you're listening to the Other Experts podcast. Thanks for joining me on the Other Experts podcast, a podcast where African and Black experts share their experiences and stories about living in Malaysia. Stanley O.B. is our guest on this episode. Stanley is a serial entrepreneur. You'll find out more about that in a moment. And he is based in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Stanley, how's it going? Tell us more about you. Thank you, Chukudi, for having me on this podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. Um, to introduce myself again, my name is Stanley Obi. I'm from, I'm from a Newi South local government in Anambra State. I was born and bred in Lagos, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I'm a serial entrepreneur, you know, because I work with different, I work in different companies, a lot of places. So I'm a business development director at um, Kent Citizenship Services. It's a consulting firm specializing in citizenship and immigration through investment. Uh, what we basically do is we work with clients to provide, you know, tailored solution based on their personal circumstances, you know, for like second passport and all that. And I'm also a co-founder of NW Consulting Services. We specialize in business consultation management services, like, uh, you know, we manage properties and also I do events and management as well. You know, and, um, you know, I'm just a bona fide all-round entrepreneur. So, which is why I classify myself as a serial entrepreneur, because I have a lot of things. I also also do uh, medical supplies. I'm a facilitator for medical supplies, which I started last year in terms of procuring face masks, gloves, you know, and all that. So, I do a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, so I prefer to just call myself a serial entrepreneur. Oh, wow. That's, your hand is really into a lot of cookie jars right there. (laughs) My brother, we have to be everywhere. <laughs> oh, you wow. know, uh, yeah, we, we have to be everywhere, my brother, because, okay, uh, there's a word that I, I always say, you know, and I feel like it translates to us, mostly we, you know, Black, you know, where it says you either walk inside your own story and own it or stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. So wow. you have to create your journey. You have to like, create your story so being able to create that story story is you have to be in a lot of places not i'm not saying you have to walk here walk here no having the liberty to choose what you want to do and how you want to do it is a blessing so and i've worked so hard to be in that space you know i've worked so hard to be in it yeah so that is why yeah 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 that's why I could say I'm here, I'm here, I'm here because um, it, it's been a journey because um, I, I, I just wanted to like explain it pro- uh, broadly. Like I started as a defense and management in Mauritius here, you know, where I came in. When I came to this country, I came to study. And uh, then I realized that we, we, there was no African, like African or where black people used to like go and party and all that. So we started doing, you know, events, you know, it started with a lot of club popping up. Then um, I did my first event. I think I did Kaliansom then. I, it was very, very tough. I brought in Kaliansom then. And we, that was my first event in 2009 or 10. So, you know, before that, I was working in clubs as a promoter. Then from there, you know, I perfected my skills to become an event and management. I now opened the company here registered myself with my partner and you know have my own registered company called Estro Entertainment. So Estro Entertainment Sandri Bahad, we were doing you know events. I was running a club called Bola Bistro. It's a bar every Sunday. And um, you know, I was doing I was a part of a, 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 a event called Afrobeats Festival. So on the Afrobeat Festival we brought a lot of um, artists. I did 100 percent night of laughter where we brought a good die. You know, we're doing a lot of this event to be able to bring us together because yeah. man, like back then, it wasn't easy. And you've been here for a long time, Chukudi. Like you can't even yeah. go to club. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't even stay, like you go in there looking at you like, what is this one coming to do here? You understand? Mm. So I, you know, that motivated us back then to start doing something where it is for us, by us. Mm. And in my only two way, we created, you know, jobs for our people because I, I could confidently say I was one of the pioneers to sell food and party. I used to make pepper soup for people that don't understand goat meat pepper <laughs> soup in my bar. Oh, that wow. was 2010. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
good meat. Like, so you come and eat your good meat and you have your drinks, mm -hmm. you know, and I can make it, but I have a lady that does it. So that created a job for her to be doing every Sunday, make something out of it. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of, you know, uh, young people that was working with me, selling and all that. So we were able to create a community for ourselves and that way to be able to, you know, move things forward here. So, you know, that is my journey being from event and management. Then from event and management, I transitioned to become a business owner. I was owning my business. That is why I tell you, you know, being who we are, we have to work harder mm -hmm. to have our identity, yeah. to own our story. Mm -hmm. I registered my company while I was the student here. I went through whatever it takes. I got my company account then and everything. You know, I got my local partners then. Then I started because I started it right. So I went from that, you know, took all my experience I learned. I think 2016 was when I was like, you know what, it's time to just do something as I've been doing this for so long. Then I started, you know, you know, set up my company with my partner, NW Consulting Services since 2018, you know, doing, you know, more like doing the same thing, but in a corporate way, okay. you know, and, um, you know, from there, you know, it's, it's, it's been growing from there, you know, being able to own what you're doing and being able to, to be independent yeah. has been my journey so far as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Talk, talk, you, you mentioned something about, um, you, you started the club because you wanted basically a place where, um, black people, um, people of color, um, Africans could belong. Um, and I, I think in the in the last few years, um, I, I think the situation in Malaysia has um, improved slightly, but we've, we've sti we still have um, a long way to go. Um, I think that's um, around the world as well. Um, as something that happened across the world, uh, especially in U.S. last year was uh, uh, the Black Lives uh, Matter movement. And how how it it highlighted the the plight that um that black people people of color go through um what are your thoughts about that like um it, do you feel like it's the movement helped in, in any way um is there any improvement from where you stand where you work from okay um what i would say is this is you know i follow the black life matter movement very religiously in the sense that i was reading up on it because we we, we have to understand something we black from africa there seems to be a gap between us and the black <laughs> we black from america honestly because they don't teach us all this to be quite honest i have to be very frank yeah. i had to travel out to understand that they are two different types you understand so you know and i had to read 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 our history from the outside to understand that you know, most of the black Americans were slaves from most of them from Africa and all that. Like being able to to understand that our blackness, no matter where we're from, we are actually one. It took me a while to understand that. And you know, being you know, being marginalized in the sense that there's no matter how good you are, you have to be twice as good to be able to break in. So, you know, and being from here, you know, you see that and I read it on the news, I followed it on social media, which, you know, it was all over there and it's a huge step. I considered it a huge step towards change, you know, you know, because that, that unique experience, you know, bring different type of creativities idea and gives us a point of view, a sense of belonging, a way whereby, you know, you, you know, because now, these days, you have to, you know, protect, you have to put it out there to show that we are human, you know, we don't need to be better than everyone to be able to have a seat on the table, you know, so I, I would say to myself that it was a very protest that I supported, I, I read more, I understood more because in as much as I'm black, it took me a lot of reading to understand the different, you know, to understand that, okay, we're from African descent and we, um, the black from uh, like America, there's so much uh, gap, you know, there's so much things that we don't even know about each other. You know, we don't even understand about each other, but things like Black Lives Matter exposes a lot of this to a young person or to a young guy in Nigeria, for example, because thanks to social media, we are exposed to information, Jogodi, like 10, 15 years ago, uh, you wouldn't have been connected with that. You have to watch CNN or so. Yeah. You understand? True. To be able to know 
But now you can just go on Twitter, you see it, you read more, you understand. A kid in Lagos now understands that, oh yeah, there are people like me in America that actually has their own race. They, they try to understand more. A kid in Zimbabwe understands that. A kid in, kid in Kenya understands that. So thanks to social media, we are able to absorb a lot of this knowledge. Without social media, there is a disparity, like there is a gap where we don't even know much about you know, our other brothers from the other part of the world. So the movement really exposed a lot of things. The movement really shows that there's a lot of things to do. And with companies now supporting, you know, sometimes it's just for face value. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just to just, you know, their own optics branding, but it's okay. It, it, it has to start from somewhere. You know, it has to start from there. So I hope I was able to answer your, the Black Lives Matter uh, <laughs> um, question. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's... A there's no i don't think there's a correct answer one answer yeah, like exactly. I, it's it's basically your point of view so that uh, um, yeah. i think you 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 shared that um the the part there that like um where you mentioned uh that there's there's the gap between um the black being black from africa and being black from um the us or from anywhere else um, I think that that has always been an issue with a lot of people. But if we consider it like a, someone who's racist towards black people is not going to say, okay, I'm going to be racist towards a black person from Africa That's and true. not be racist towards a black person from the US or vice versa. Yeah. They are going to be racist to all black people. That, that's it. So um, I think in the, in the eyes of, of the world, it's black people we are all black we're all the same um we are it's we're not monolithic we are, we're all different people yes um we have different ways of living different lifestyles different everything um even between families but i i think in general um it is important that we see um that the struggle is a single struggle basically um i think that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> yeah yeah, that's true. I agree with that perfectly. I agree with that analogy. That is, you know, it, it's all our struggle. We're all going through it. You know, it, it's just very, I, I learned a lot, honestly. I learned a lot from it. I, I got to see the things that, you know, my fellow, you know, Blacks are going through and people of color. Like, I get to learn more and understand more. So it's a movement that really, you know, it, it, it's really, really opened my mind more on what we're going through. So it shows that we're not alone going through the struggle because yeah. you think, okay, maybe if Malaysia, here in Malaysia, if if there is a, 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 a you know, if there's a, a casual racism, because I, I always say, you know, there's what, what drives me crazy here previously was mostly, even up to now, it's just that lack of manners, those uh, yeah. casual racism, you know, those general lack of an urgency that they have, that it is here, which I see that, you know, I won't compare Malaysia 2007, for example, to now, you understand? So what I can say is that being here, you think, okay, it's a fuck, it's third world country, maybe it's because of here. No, seeing it on TV, why our fellow blacks are protesting shows that it has nothing to do with, you know, this third world country, this first world country, we are all going through it. It's a struggle we're all going through. So that really showed me a lot, that exposed a lot of things in the system over there as well. So it's something that I support wholeheartedly all right yeah you 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 mentioned the malaysian um um way lifestyle basically um briefly uh, but i think maybe we we touch on that a bit more um like we've been here a while what 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 aspects of the malaysian culture have um you embraced completely um what aspects do you like um and what aspects of being here, being in the Malaysian culture, um, still drives you like really crazy even now? You you mentioned a few a bit of it about that earlier, but yeah, let, yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. So the culture I really like here, you know, is they have amazing food culture, bro. Like amazing food culture here, where you can find any type of food. You have your favorite and, food yet so far? Yeah it's it keep changing like i when i came i used to like be on uh, you know the nasigura yam mm. i was a nasigura yam guy <laughs> you know <laughs> nasigura yam nasigura yam yeah. you know now i i, I like to eat the kankong blanchard like oh. i try different food mm. even 
on Valentine, me and my partner were eating at um, Joloco. Mm. You know, uh, it's a Jamaican food, Caribbean food, sorry. Where okay. you go to a Caribbean restaurant, they even have fried rice, jollof rice. Oh, nice. Jollof rice, goat meat, goat soup. Mm, you see, nice. yeah. only in Malaysia you can find all those <laughs> different varieties, man. Like, it's, oh my God. Like, there's a lot of food. Like, you could eat Vietnam food today. And any budget, bro. True. Any budget, you can you can eat as much as you have. You know, you can compare with a lot of places where, man, before you to eat, you know, you can go into a, 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 a consider a five star restaurant and eat according to your budget. You can eat at a normal, and every food is amazing. Like, you know, it's it's a, it's really amazing. So I would say the the food culture is something that I really embrace quickly because I'm somebody that likes to try something different. Mm-hmm. You know, so the food culture is really nice. You being able to find anything, as I said once again, is it's awesome. And another thing I, am, I embraced was the multiculturalism, like multiculturalism, um, because despite what the media pro- portrays, you know, religion are practiced moderately here, to be quite honest. Because you could, you when you see the media when they portray uh, Malaysia being an you know quote unquote Islamic um, being an Islamic country, mm-hmm. you have this perception of oh my God, you know you might not be able to dress the way you want, you might be able to be looked at somehow, but it's very moderate here, you know, and they don't force you to do to be part of it. In fact, there's Christianity here being practiced. There's uh, there's a mosque, there's Hindu, there's different religion, and there's peace there's peace among everyone because you're allowed to practice what you want to practice. And as far as you don't disturb the other person practice, it's, it's a very, they're very moderate. So that is one thing I really embrace in the culture here, the, the multiculturalism, you know, within religion, within how they practice and within how they portray, just the, the practice of it is what I find really, I embrace that. And I really, really, you know, I was very happy with that because I could be able to say, okay, you know, these people belong to this, this belongs to this, and you don't have to be forced to go into what you don't believe in because you're trying to be, be belong or you're trying to be part of them. You understand? Yeah, true. So right. I, I embrace that a lot. Yeah, are there, are there, especially as a black um, expert um, in Malaysia, um, are there parts that you don't like? Um, walk in terms of your work life, um, um, in oh, yeah. terms of your past personal life, in terms of everything, like um, what what parts still drive you crazy? Oh my God, what drive me crazy? I said it earlier was you know lack of manners. <laughs> Seriously, like it drives me crazy, bro. You know the casual racism where you just see some, you know, because man, when I came to this country, bro, like you go into the lift, they run out, right? You go into a bar, they are looking at you, what the hell is they coming here to do? You know, and they don't speak very, like English was not really that much here. So, you know, there is that racism here and there where you just feel much, like you feel very, very down, bro. Like they've come a long way. I would give them that, you know, now we are able to coexist a bit. It wasn't like this before, you know, you, you couldn't even get a haircut properly, bro. You know, so... It's it was that you know it 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 drives it drove me crazy. Sorry, that was what moved me, and you know starting to find okay, how do we have a place of where we're gonna be? And when my fellow brothers around here was you know coming up with clubs and all that, we started we started doing this here because you know it was a way for us to have a sense of belonging. You know, it was a way for us to have a place where we can hang out, you know, and that was the only way we knew, you know, which is, you know, the, the lifestyle, the party, that was the only way we could be able to bring in, you know, and, you know, we could be able to bring people together and it worked for that purpose. So that casual resistance drives me crazy. The general lack of urgency sometimes, you know, is yeah, because yeah. You, you feel like, you know, they take their time, mm-hmm. you know. And you know that that drives me crazy. And and, and another 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 thing I can I find challenging, not because saying drive me crazy, drive me crazy, like challenging, <laughs> yeah, challenges that I could say is bro, sometimes you know I walk into network events because I am a network event fanatic. I will say one thing to you. My trademark is your network is your net worth. Your network is your net worth. I believe in that religiously, you know, because 
the amount of network you have, the amount of network is, you have is how you're going to get your network. So that is something that I believe in. So being a believer of that, I go into a lot of, you know, networking events, meeting. I go in, there's, there's a, you know, I go into a lot of it. You know, I don't want to, you know, call their names, but I go into a lot of it. And I'm the only black person there. You know, what, what really, what really make me very, very sometimes, it just, bro, I get tired is, the curiosity and the irrelevant question and answer <laughs> takes most of my time. Mm. Like, you know, you know, they, they, they want to know who, uh, where are you from? You know, what are you here? You know, yeah, where are you from? Where in Nigeria from? What is this? And I'm like, dude, like I came here to network like every one of you. I shouldn't be the, the center of attention. Yeah, it's good. It's networking. But you're not even asking me about what I'm doing. You're asking more of, oh my God, how is this person here? How did I get here? What am I doing here? Where are you from? Uh, where in Nigeria are you from? Oh, this and that. Oh, like, you understand? That, that irrelevant question really, really gets me. It used to get me a lot. But I grew a thick skin and I keep coming. So if I come and I feel like, okay, this question is, I will keep coming there till you get tired of asking me. Because right. I always say something that, you know, information is knowledge. So for me to get knowledge, I will go extra mile to, to get that information. So even if it's a place where they don't allow us in, I will break the door for a lack of a better word to go in and be part of that group. So I've been in it, you know, it's, it's, it's challenging. You know, sometimes when I'm going for an event, I have to like, you know, prep my uh, uh, reflex when it comes to answer. Okay. Before you say your name, I'll say, Stanley, my card. I'll give you my card. Mm -hmm. So the, the funny part is you give them your card. They're still asking you a question. Oh, where are you from? Oh, how long have you been in Malaysia? Oh, this and that. I have no problem with that, but you are not interested in what I do. You're more interested in how did this black man come into this place? You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really challenging you know that it's really really challenging honestly how, so i how find that think, very very how do you think that can change um in the near future what what can, okay yeah how that can change is to continue to show up but i don't want to be alone showing up Chukudi. like do you <laughs> right. understand how yeah, yeah happy i was mm -hmm. when i got your email on linkedin bro i looked you up i looked at your website I am very happy because you're doing something. You're doing podcast, right? You're doing something that most of us, you know, we don't feel like we want to do because we feel like it's not it's it's not in the mainstream. For example, that when we were doing events, clubs, a lot of people started doing clubs, yeah. which is great. But it's like all of us are doing the same thing, bro. I literally moved from there. I'm now doing. I mean, I'm in the you know like, I'm doing second passport. Right. This is this is the the information I was able to get by keep showing up, keep going to those places. But I don't want to be a Stanley that does that alone. Which is why anybody that knows me here in KL understand that I will continue to give you the knowledge I have. You know, sometimes I have some of my brothers, you know, black brothers, call me. I will talk on the phone for one hour. Keep giving you game because mine is I would like you to also give somebody else. That way we can have different things we're doing. Yeah. I love it that podcast chukudi is doing podcasts all the way from penang i am i am in this in this network i would like my fellow bro to be part of this let's be inclusive let's get into these rooms you know let's you know i did airbnb with my partner this is a, a basically uh, here is basically a local based business though airbnb has been going on in the state but here is mostly locals that does it bro i did my study i did everything bro i got into the business I became friends with my friend from China, like my, Ch my Chinese friends. Like I literally go into the business. I started managing property with my partner and we started doing it. And I taught one of my friends how to do it. And he got two units. This is the, this is what, this is how we can be able to change the narrative. Mm -hmm. So I showed him how to do it. He started doing it. If he shows another person, we become like three, four people doing it. Yeah. Right. That has changed a perception that has shows that we can also do this part of it. Yeah. So I was managing that, you know, I'm doing, all these sort of things. I keep going to the meetings, even if they ask me irrelevant questions, I'm still there. <laughs> so when you see me three times there, you know, and you see my fellow people come also, I keep going. Sometimes I drag some of my 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 people that work with me. I'm like, let's go to this networking. Let's go and sit here. Let's go and do this. Let's go and do that. You know, let's at least show up, you know? So yeah. that is the only way I feel like we can be able to tackle this recording is to be inclusive, is to show up, do something outside your comfort zone. 
Don't sit and just say, oh, they're not allowing us in. So I have to just sit <laughs> in the room. No, go out. You know, meet people, communicate, break the doors if possible. Do something different. Bring something exciting into the table. Because I noticed one thing. I'll tell you very funny something. True life. Um, when I was making my research on um, Airbnb, I used to go and do meetings with a lot of my Chinese friends, like from being renting properties from them, like normal agents. So I'll meet them. I'm like, how's the business? They would tell me their own, tell me their own. Bro, I said, okay. I sat down with my partner. I said, we're going to come into this business with our, with our own knowledge, which is we're going to do digital marketing and Airbnb, which is okay. We set up the Airbnb platform. We first of all get um, companies that we can manage their product for them. Like we can manage their property, sorry for them. So being able to get these companies to manage their properties for them, we can use that to do our test run, which is digital marketing, have it on Uber, have it on Grabka, have it on everything, do Google marketing and everything, present it differently and be very inclusive with review. Within three months, bro, we became super host <laughs> on Airbnb. A lot of my Chinese friends now started calling me. Like, how, 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 how? <laughs> then I started explaining to them how I did it. You understand? I got the information, I implemented it, and I started also telling them how to do it. So this is what I'm saying. You have to do it. You, you have to be inclusive. You have to do something. You know, you have to get information because without information, we cannot change the narrative. True. You understand? So, you know, uh, uh, you know, so that is that is the way I feel like we can be able to, you know, change the the, the optics and the percept perception of it. Uh, sorry, that is what I mean. Oh wow, that's yeah. I think that's that's something that I think everyone needs to hear and know, because uh, like I, I think what a lot of us do um uh, i think as a nigerian i i know what we do usually is when you find a way you want to close you don't want anyone else to follow you into that path so you you tr you, yeah. you kind of hide it um so like yeah i think it's important that we know that like everyone can share you don't it doesn't have to be a one-man thingy do going going forward so yeah yeah and not to cut you um Another challenge is which I have to put in also is yeah. getting property. All right. Bro, mm, it's yeah. challenging. You have to literally prove you as you have to. Are you alone? What are you doing? Your yeah. bank, like literally, you have to even show your bank, if possible, save the watch for your bank account to yeah. see that you even have money <laughs> to pay for it. You understand? Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. And I thought yeah. it's only black Nigerian. No, bro. Like uh, in 2017, I was sitting in a lobby in a condo called Nadi Bangsa. So as I was sitting there, I was about to get a new apartment there. So the agent went upstairs to me with the owner. Can you imagine? The, I, I can't be able to go up. The agent said, no, you wait first. Let me go and meet the owner. Fine and fair. So I said, okay, I'm waiting. Then there was this man, you know, his name is Colin. He's from New Zealand, but he's a Jamaican you know, and also Kenyan is, you know, multi, you know, from a lot of places, yeah. but he's, a, he's, a, he's an African, but he's Jamaican and he's a lawyer. So he just came in. He was also looking for apartment. He said, bro, I've been scheduling meeting. They keep counseling. This, this man is about 70 years or so. Oh, I was wow. like, huh? they keep counseling. I don't understand. I said, I'm, I'm, uh, this is terrifying. I'm like, bro, I'm sorry, sir. I had to call my agent to come down and I had to tell my agent, me and him, have to get apartment together, which is one room, one, one unit, one unit. Mm. If you're not giving us together, mm. give him and give me, I am not interested. The agent being a very nice guy was like, see, Stanley, right for a minute, I told you I'm going to get to yours. Mr. Colin, what is kind of apartment you want? Me and him went together to view the unit and me and him got a unit, same owner, upstairs and downstairs. Oh, okay. You understand? Mm. So luckily I was there. This guy has been sitting down at that lobby for hours. The agent did not show up. Oh, wow. And this is a man that is a lawyer, he's been in the military, you know, he's an international known lawyer. He's very, you know, he's from New Zealand. I, you know, I, he, you know. Yeah. I think the funny and, thing is, it's, it's not just even foreigners, even the locals yeah. have it have it difficult getting property, renting property. Like, exactly. Yeah, so it's. Uh, uh, yeah, and why I agree with what you're saying is in the same condo, mm -hmm. I remember there was a, there was a, a lady that, a property i really like a unit so i went with my partner so and uh with the agent oh she was like she doesn't want indian 
She doesn't want Malay <laughs> because they cook durian. She doesn't want African. I said, so what do you want? She yeah. said she want um she want white. I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, fine and fair. I just left. So you you just that the thing is for us, we have to prove a lot. Yeah. We have to literally. It's it's very very frustrating. I have a lot of my you know you know Nigerian friends that through my company doing Airbnb, I use there to be able to you know help them with properties they can stay and and all that because I can't. It's it's sad you know, it and sad. It, it's sad that you have to you know prove you have to pay three months four months rent advance sometimes you have to pay this you have to pay that to be able to get a unit and you have to sign a contract where the owner can say I I can pop up at any at any time yeah, yeah so. I, 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 it, it's, it's, it's challenging, you know, and opening a bank account here, it's, it's not easy, you know, you know, getting a loan here is not easy. So there's a lot of things, even getting a credit card is almost impossible, <laughs> yeah. you know? So there's challenges, there are things that are still there that I, I just, I just hope one day is going to change, you know, in terms of all those challenges, you know, because in as much as I praise them for their uh, uh, multiculturalism, amazing food, you know, great things here. They really are very good. You know, most people are really very nice, but I have to also talk about the challenges that we face every day. You know, I, it, bro, like it took me two years. I registered a company in 2010, S-Tray Entertainment. It took two to three years for me to have a bank account on the Standard Chartered, bro. Oh, wow. Once my secretary does the letter, once they see me, my passport like this, no, they, they're not. Only standard chatter, that's I'm willing to pluck them in here. They were like, oh, no problem. We'll do it for you. And they gave me an account officer and they said, because they say everything is right. So why? I said, that is what I've been going through for years for me to be able to get that. And when you get that, you hold it dearly like, oh my God, you're having gold because you don't <laughs> want to do. That is why sometimes yeah. you don't blame some people that are not carrying other people along yeah, because it took you to, to get there. But yeah. I was able to turn my challenge into helping, into giving anyone that comes near me, knows me for that one. I will give you game as much as I can. <laughs> what you make use of it is something up to you because I go extra miles for information. I do it a lot to educate myself, to do a lot of things. And, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I just started learning digital real estate oh, wow. domain. Yeah. And I'm seeing that, you know, I'm, I'm in the room with white people that have been doing this since 92, 95. Mm. I'm just even understanding that you could own your domain as a, uh, for, as a digital estate, which is by uh, www.chukudibara.com. Mm. I can own it, which means if Chukudi doesn't secure that name right now, he yeah. could pay me thousands of dollars in future just to buy his domain. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? So these are things yeah. that we black people don't really expose ourselves to. Look yeah. at how far I go. True, true. Right? Yeah. And I was on a call with a friend and called me because I have a lot of guys that call me just to check up and talk. I started giving him this game. He mind was blown. I said, this is how far I go for information. Now I'm going to do that and much that even a local here could just mail me like, hey, you're doing this, right? Wow, how do you do it? This is how we become inclusive, by seeking information because unfortunately, bro, we have to be twice as good to be in the room. We have to be, whether we like it or not. Let me speak like a Niger man. Whether we like them or not, we have to be twice as better yeah, to be able to be in the room. Yeah. Create your yeah, own story. Yeah. You know, Create your own story, create it, work hard, bro. Work hard and not just to sit down and say, oh, this was not brought to me. No, we are coming from a place where we have to prove ourselves. So, so and risk, take the risk because I am my, my dream and my hope for we blacks in Malaysia is I need more people like me because I could tell you my story for days. I need more people like me who are willing to demonstrate what it looks like to risk failure, disappointment, and regret. You know, people willing to fill their own hearts instead of working it out on other people. People willing to own their own story, leave their value, and keep showing up. Yeah, you know, true. just yeah. keep showing up. Keep doing this. Keep giving. If I tell you something, please give it to the next you know, person. Let's build a community where... I can call Chukudi on a podcast. Chukudi can call Stanley on anything, basically. You know, I can call John for another thing. Let's be inclusive with each other. Let's build. Because if we don't 
build together, then we will not get the notice. What you're doing, what I'm doing is not enough. We still need more people, yeah, definitely. you know, to do it. Yeah. So that is, um, you know, that is what I can, you know, say <laughs> in terms of challenges and all that. <laughs> Yeah, that that was that was good. That was ex, ex, ex very expansive. That was a lot there to to deal with. But yeah, that that's I, I agree with all of that. Yeah, that's that's true. Very true. We'll consider and uh, um, the elephant in the room. Uh, okay, there's no elephant in the room, but basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically, um, the the COVID nineteen situation that has been on in the past year, um. Uh, it's it's been yeah uh, it's been really horrible for a lot of people and it's been it's been tough um how has it been like for you um i i know for a lot of foreigners expats who are away from their families it's it's going to be probably a lot more draining what what's the experience been like for you okay i will start with what i always say but <laughs> mine is adapt or die all right <laughs> adapt or die <laughs> adapt or die yeah. that was what kept me going from march 18 because we didn't see it coming yeah. generally last year oh my god we were like oh yeah mm, bro eh, you wouldn't get to decide nah I, I, february I think, I think even march 18th we were still thinking it was just a two week two yeah week. it was just <laughs> some maybe these people are joking bro <laughs> do you know my own story was dead bad dead Remember I told you we do Airbnb, which is we manage properties and we have our own properties, bro. Yeah. And it works with tourism. Like in last, uh, in 2019, we were doing towards our peak season, which is from August to December, bro. We have a lot of people flying in. We even I was even driving to pick people from airport, oh, you know, right. pick clients from airport, take them. I had a friend, uh, you know, Sunki, Sunki Oji that takes pictures. You know, I call him, um, I call him a, a storyteller behind the lens. You, you know, he comes and take pictures, a presentation. Like, man, it was really wonderful. Then comes 2020, the year is already planned. And suddenly, March 18, after that lockdown was announced, we started getting cancellation, refund, 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 bro. It went zero. Wow. That was, and this is part of one of the stream of income part of my organization because it was hotel. So it was really steady income, managing, you know, taking care of ROIs, you know, and it's just dropped, bro. And it became very, very tough. <clears throat> so I say to myself, Stanley, you adapt or you die. Because what I can, the, 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 the example or, the, or what I can say to summarize that in that aspect is this, COVID, you know, you know, COVID is a, you know, it's, it's, it's a pandemic. It's something that, you know, even when you have COVID, your immune system, if it is not strong, if you have health issues before now that you could manage, if it hits you, there's a probability that you might not win the battle. But if your immune system is strong, you could fight it. At least you have a fighting chance. Yeah. Now I'm going to use that illustration to put into businesses, a business that is already dying. COVID pandemic and lockdown kills it. But a business that has an immune system, which is could diversify, mm -hmm. could adapt, is going to survive. So look at me crying of my Airbnb. I started doing, I started calling my network. Remember I said your network is your network. Mm -hmm. I started calling on my network because I have a company that I also do project consultation called, called Worldwide Water Industry. So my job is to promote it across Africa and um, act as an, you know, an ex exclusive right. I can promote in Africa, speak to, you know, I spoke to um, people from Senegalese embassy. We did um, a show for them where we showed, you know, water recycling, you could use UV lights and ozone to clean water. We did it for Saudi Arabia. They came from the embassy. So I drive this program, you know, for two years. And I called my, my boss there. I was like, hey, how are you? I just wanted to check up on you. Say, hey, you Stanley, what are you up to? I said, man, you know, I'm trying to, you know, survive this whole thing. I don't even know what's going on. I was like, you know what, mate? I have a, a, a mask, you know, that I have in China about millions of masks. Can you start promoting and looking for people to buy masks? Bro, I got into it immediately. Sharp, sharp. I started calling all my contact. Do you need masks? I message Nigeria. I message all my friends in Nigeria. I message every contact I have in Zimbabwe, everything. That was when I started selling masks, bro. Oh, wow. Making commission from masks. From there, it moved into Glove. I became a medical supplies facilitator. 
where I have people from the state email me, I get them, since I'm here in Asia, I leverage my location, look for a, a factory, somebody that is seller in Vietnam, oh yeah, I connect them to the buyer. Once the transaction goes through, I make a commission out of it. You see, I adapted, oh, wow. I started doing that. You know, started doing that, started brokering deals and all that, becoming facilitators of deals like this. And I, I have an NW Consulting Services that also does digital, digital marketing and all that. So since people started going digital, I started even calling my friends. Hey, um, do your website need revamping? I had a friend of mine. She was like, you know what? Please uh, revamp our website for us. I started revamping website, building it up to make sure it looks nice, right? And, you know, doing the ISU, doing consultation, calling this person, calling that person. I, I can call you and start giving you free consultation game. You call me back, I'll be like, hey, 30 minutes, I'm gonna charge you $100, sorry, <laughs> right? <laughs> I make something out of it. I started making calls, I started using my network. Then, you know, from there, the, the glove deals and all that gave me a bit of, you know, hope I started pushing, you know, developing the digital part of my company, you know, changing the whole thing that I started with, changing the whole idea. You know, and, you know, thanks, I have a very wonderful partner. So, you know, she was uh, of a great help, you know, helping, we're just pushing. From there in October, in um, September, because for the past two years, bro, I have been thinking about, you know, second passport. We have a passport that cannot go anywhere. We have a passport that even being a black man is problem. The passport is worse. <laughs> the passport depresses me. The passport, I've said the day I take my second passport, I was telling my partner and my friends, I am going to wear an ID card and throw a party. Bro, is that bad? You know, the passport itself is depressing. You know, the passport yeah. itself is big problem. Since 2018, I started making research that I've stayed here for so long, bro. I've been here 14, 15 years, bro. I can't live in another country this long to get a passport or an identity, you know, sort of. So I was like, how can I be here? And at the same time, get a passport legitly and all that. That was when I started, you know, reading more about second citizenship, second passport, sorry, from citizenship by investment. You can make a donation to St. Kitts, Antigua, um, uh, Commonwealth of Dominica, Grenada, and get a second passport from them. If you want to do it in Europe, Cyprus used to do it, but they've shut them down. There's Malta, you know, you can get a passport from Malta if you spend a lot of certain kind of money. You could invest in property in Turkey. You could buy a property in Turkey and, you know, get a passport from Turkey. So I started doing all these things. So I didn't have the time then to go into it more. This year, last year, I was like, okay, doing Glove now, let me now start looking for a company I can work with. Spread this information to my people because I know a lot of us, you know, don't know this information. At the same time, also do it for myself. Mm -hmm. So I also started looking, you know, through the Glove. I had a guy I was doing Glove for. So I was looking, he needed a Glove. He's from the UK, he's based in Dubai. He needed a Glove in in, in a Port, something Portugal or Poland. I contacted my other contact in the UK. We connected both of them and they did a deal. And it was like, hey, I see you. You know what? I really like you. Can you partner with us? My wife is running this company called Ken Citizenship Services, you know, consulting firm. She has LLB in law for eight years. She belonged to Migration Investment Council worldwide. You know, do something. I was like, you know what? Before I sit on this table, I need partnership. I am not interested in working for somebody. Partnership. I'm going to open Malaysian branch. You are going to use my office as Malaysian branch. And I need a right to open it in Africa because I want to do it in Nigeria because I need to expose this thing to our people that you don't need to uh, a loop to Canada to stay 100 years for you to be able to get passport, you understand? Yeah. So I, I started uh, this thing. So bro, they asked for my information. It took them two weeks, man. They were doing investigation, right? I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I don't know if they call in Tapu, call this on man. I'm like, I'm gonna get this deal. And there's nothing you people can do about it. I know seeing my passport low key could make you people think that this Nigerian man, what does he think? No, I must get this specific deal. So uh, yeah. took a few days, uh, sorry, like two weeks or so. She got back to me. Her name is Jennifer. She's a very amazing person. So she got back to me and she was like, hey, everything seemed right. Who is the other person in your company? I said, see, madam, you cannot open company here alone. You have to open with your partner. So I have two of my, my partner plus my partner's brother. You need to be three to run a partnership company, LLC and all that. So this is the thing. She said, okay, great, that is it. And she sent me a collaboration agreement. I decided to become a business development director because I don't like the word. It's very cliche to say partner. No, I like brand to be bigger than me. You know, if you look at my LinkedIn, my own company, and I put myself as senior business consultant, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I like my brand to be bigger than me, not me bigger than the brand. So 
before we know, they gave me my collaboration agreement. I signed and I started exposing these tools. I started leveraging their experience to throw out, bro. I threw it out and receiving calls. My friend in Portacord. Then I sat down, I told one of my friends, Kodugo, I'm like, hey, this is the situation. You saw me signing this deal. He thought, is he saying then he went on instagram and saw one of the guys in nigeria showing off his dominica passport he got crazy it's like geez my brother stanley told me this he started calling me say bro what you're saying is real i say yeah it's real the problem is when you don't have information and when you don't want to receive information you think everything is is the way it's nothing no i was doing training then i realized the amount of big nigerian politicians and rich people that already have this for a long time bro they already have this security that they could always leave we we don't know and you know it's and when you don't know something you don't know it i started i posted on instagram last week i said okay let me just do a test run because because of that i'm revamping my website i'm literally changing my website to add that information to it it's in work right now i'm doing this a different uh, this thing in terms of digital real estate domain, I bought secondpassport.club, which I'm going to link to my own personal brand and start also pushing this. So I just post uh, our company in Dubai, the headquarter, um, um, the Lebanese family got their sent kids passport. So I asked them to please send me the picture of that passport on top of the Ken citizen services. As they bring it, I put it on my Instagram. My God, see messages. Yeah, and yeah, it was 98% Nigerians, all right. my people. Bro, okay. from Dubai, from here, from here. You see, so information. So this is how I was able to navigate COVID by adapting, or I would have been dead. Yeah, cool. you know, uh, quote unquote. Like with the thing, I would have been depressed. But I had to, uh, you know, get into my networking because your network starts with you, but it does not end with you. So I started making use of my network, started adapting, started changing, started changing the whole SOP of our company. Now look at me. Last year. 2019, it was all Airbnb and a bit of consultation. Now there is there is a medical supplies broker, which any I, I can still I have the content to be able to get someone glove anytime they want. There is scan citizenship services where I'm a partner and I'm going to open it in Nigeria maybe towards the end of the year to teach my people, you know, explain to them that you can have a second passport, you don't need to live here to get yourself your own freedom. Yeah. You know, there is um, um I also do music though. All right. <laughs> I oh, have wow. an artist, Luciano Raps. Uh, okay, right. his website is that Luciano Raps. He's a Nigerian guy. He does music. I, he's one of his songs. Maybe one we meet, I'll play you. Like I oh, okay. literally chose the beats, everything. I have man my management company here also have artists. All right. Cool. We did a video, bro. A video in Rawang. It's on um, it's on uh, YouTube. Luciano Raps Benza. Yeah. I'll, I'll look literally, I Luciano I Raps. was part of the director of that video. Yeah. right so i directed that video so I, let me just plug another market i'm selling so <laughs> there's there's management now uh, again i'm also doing digital real estate which is investor uh, yeah. real estate i have a lot of names i have like 360 virtual events.com i have easy roomies my easy roomies.com i want to make it like airbnb, airbnb those kind of concepts i'll flip it and sell build it up flip it because you're in the business you understand so like easy roomies.com i have that i have depth free time to write about depth you know, my partner, I even put the game to my partner. My partner has Planet Femina to right. write about female stuff. Like, bro, the, the, thanks to COVID, I've been able to get more knowledge. I study. Right now, I'm about to start up a course for e-commerce to build up my own site, e-commerce, which is most of this name, I want to be a Shopify partner and also do it, where oh. I run it and flip it. I buy the name, how much? This is part of the game, I'm telling you. Uh, sportsgears.com, $12, everything. I built up uh, e-commerce on top, you know, leverage with uh, Spotify, put their product on it, run it for six months. I put it on a site called flipper.com. I could sell it for 10,000, 15,000 because it's a running business already. Oh, I was going, I was, was low. I was going to ask you um, what good things have happened to you um, despite the entire year of, of COVID, but they are clearly like you've had a, a lot of time to do a lot of amazing things a in the last lot year. of so things that, and Chukudi, that's, that's great don't, <laughs> don't let me making it you know sometimes you know it's like when you go and watch movie Chukudi, it plays for two hours you condemn it or you like it <laughs> but it took those people two years to shoot it yeah. Chukudi, maybe the way i'm saying it makes somebody feel like oh my god no bro it was not that easy <laughs> You know, yeah. paying for information. You know, all these things I'm saying. I have to go into courses. I have to learn. 
you know, I have to understand, I have to use my network. The network I have is the network that I've been able to work with. I've been able to have an understanding with because I am in a lot of things. Anybody that knows me will tell you, anything you call me for, I'm there. I'm also now into uh, also doing agriculture, oh, wow. right? Yeah. So I'm doing agriculture. I'm interested in agriculture. I started, uh, you know, starting to understand it here from here. Mm-hmm. You know, my brothers, like we're working together where I have uh, 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 some agricultural land in Obunse, which I'm looking at. And from there, putting myself out there, I got a call from, I, I don't want to discuss the, 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 the thing because it's still in distant bed, yeah. from a, a state in Nigeria government, you know, from my friend here, he was like, Stanley, I want to work with you. Introduce me to his father. His father is close to a governor of a, set, of a state. And they want us to come and do expertise and consultation because I am overseas. There's a lot of knowledge I have. I have my partner's brother. He is a very knowledgeable guy. They want us to give proposal for sea farming and all that. And I'm telling them, you know what? Let's do um, internet of things on farming. You know, smart farming, integrated farming, you know, just information that I was able to get from reading and understanding. And now they want to pay us for our expertise. Yeah. All right. See, you okay. Know? What, what, what advice, um, like you, you, you know, a lot that there's I, from everything I've heard so far, there's a lot of things, you know, that I think a, a lot of, um, people of color, um, black African experts can, can take advantage of. Um, what advice would you have for um, people of color, black African Africans who are planning to come to Malaysia, or even students who are here now who um, who want to do something, who want to be like you, who want to do something similar, who want to make their lives different? Um, what advice do you have for them, basically? Okay, adapt as quickly as possible. Oh, wow. Adapt okay. as quickly as possible socialize with the locals please and other experts don't just stick to your comfort zone go outside you know show up you know if you like to drink go to the bar (laughs) communicate if you like to dance go to the dance club communicate if you like to eat you know go and eat communicate visit new places you know people there are some people that only kuala lumpur they know they don't know any other place. Thank God for the past three years, I see a lot of my black brothers traveling, going to Lankawi, Penang, right? you know, at least exploring because some people will just sit in the same city, right? So visit new places. You know, there's so much to discover. You know, even if you're in a taxi, communicate. If you're outside, communicate. Join networking events. Even if you're a student, join networking events. It's very, very important. I learned a lot. There was a time in 2018 where I went to so much networking that uh, I cannot carry my wallet anymore because it's full of cards. (laughs) I go from, I was in this network. I wanted to join this center called BNI that I've been going on. It's Chinese-based. I joined. Uh, I have this Kuala Lumpur networking where a Singaporean, he's also a black from London. He comes and hosts it. He's in in, um, tax. He comes and hosts in every hotel every month. I'll follow them from KL Hotel to everywhere they are going to. I'm always there. I'm always showing up. I introduce myself. You know, I have this coffee section. I go in Tamandesa or something. I go there. I, I show up. I go everywhere. I want to learn, bro. You know, I read your page. I saw you doing copyright. I'm like, okay, I am going to talk to this guy later on this. I want to work with you. I want to do something with you because you will find me to be someone that no matter how much you think I know, there's a lot I'm learning. There's a lot I'm trying to understand. You know, if you if it's possible, learn the language, even the basic one. Know how to communicate, like a bakaba. You know, <laughs> how to say you want to eat food. Just be, yeah. be just you know, just learn. You know, because the 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 country is better now than when we came, bro. Yeah. There's a lot of things that has advanced, though. There's a lot of things that have, you know, that has gone down. Yeah. But all I can say is to be fair. It is a very good country in terms of transitioning. Coming from Nigeria is the same weather yeah. as an expert coming here. So you're not going to be worried about if you're going to get cold or something. You know, there's you know, there is a lot of access to a lot of things you want to be. You can be whoever you want to be here. You know, so I've met experts from different regions. I've met experts from the UK, black, I've met experts from everywhere. The same thing they always tell me is adapting and visiting, learning, you know, adapt with people, go out you know, understand things properly, you know, be, be nice, like just communicate. I talk like I will, sometimes I take grab card just to communicate with a grab, <laughs> grab person, 
you understand yeah. just to share content just to share my card i right. if you see me you would think if you see me monday to friday you'll be very surprised a lot of people that know me my office used to be in menara city bank in um intercontinental hotel in klcc mm-hmm. i will walk in the afternoon you'll see me walking around here even the police will be saying hi to me because i walk I'm free. I walk, I share card, I just go around, I talk yeah, to yeah. you, I sit here. The thing is, adapting to, don't come and sit and stay with your fellow people alone. It yeah, is not going I, to work. I think that's, that's you, something that we need to like, integrate in. Yeah. Uh, locals. yeah, yeah. I think that's go outside. Yeah. Don't leave Nigeria where you're eating a goosey every day and come here and start looking for a goosey. <laughs> <laughs> go outside and eat nothing good. Yeah. <laughs> go and go to Jalan. Just walk around that's yeah. the problem because we just want to be with that our cliche that our friends that our things we don't want to go outside we don't want to communicate with people we don't want then you say they don't respond to you no go outside talk meet people share you know because i am saying it again and again as a black person you need to do twice there's this uh, album of bonaboy that say twice as tall yeah. you need to be twice as tall bro you need to do so to be you have to start going in and you know knocking on those doors and all that bro like for me you know i literally got a deal from in 2018 from just being with my friend from saudi arabia i met him in a bar in gravy baby we met in a bar we became friends then we just kept communicating anytime he comes to malaysia we go and have a beer from there he got this um scottish um, a man from scotland rich robert sinclair is the owner of worldwide um industry you know water um, recycling which i said earlier on, uh, on the pod like he they went to talk he was interested in the saudi arabian guy my guy as soon as the guy told me i say hey i'm coming along go <laughs> is it a meeting that i can attend he said oh yeah come i, I went there and sit down nobody invited me to put it. i said yeah i was looking at the presentation then, then as soon as the man allowed me to talk, oh boy, I presented why this is very important. Before you know, I also got my own deal. In fact, I got my deal before my Saudi friend. <laughs> I have the picture now. I went to sign. The man gave me exclusive right to promote this in Africa. And he was now telling me, Stanley, I've been in Nigeria. I stayed in Nigeria for almost 20 years. Oh, wow. Walking mm-hmm. back and forth. Stanley, I've worked with Nigeria. He started showing me the top level of government people he's working. But he told me one day, so I've been in Malaysia also for 20 years. But I see a lot of black people. But the thing is, they don't communicate with me because they think, you know, I don't understand what they are thinking. But the funniest thing is, I am, you know, I know he's a, from a place of privilege as a white man, so he can say that, but I am as black as he. I say, no, sir. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but not yeah. everybody has my boldness, sir. You're not, don't even say you're, no, sir. So don't, don't even say that. Yeah. You are who you are. But I understand that my people, the presentation is, is very bad. And uh, I will plug one of my friends called Andy Daniels. He is one of an, our OGA in Malaysia that started yeah. a club uh, uh, called Orange Boss. He told me one thing in 2000 and 2009 or 10. He's always wearing suits to club. We were working together. I wear my hip hop. He wears suit, wear tie. I say, why are you wearing suit and tie? He said, bro, looking good is good business looking good is good business i say looking good like he said no presentation is key so to be able to you know to be able to survive here you have to adapt and i'll tell you that's i told you i have a lot of stories like i'll tell you one thing a very real story i used to have dreadlocks a very long dreadlocks when i was in inventor i think i was in once when i was in event and management that was my brand Mm. and you know i had a dreadlock so Fast forward to 2015, or no, 2000, I think 14 or 15, sorry. And I wanted a club that I've run before with my friend called Long Bar in One World Hotel. Yeah. So they wanted to give it up for, to move. I say, this would be the pinnacle of my success as an event guy, going back to where I started from. So, and going there as the only person running and bringing people in. Mm-hmm. So I wrote my proposal, brother, through Mr. Jaya. He's an FAB director. I've known him since when I was working there. So I submitted my proposal. I did the presentation very nice. Two weeks I was spending outside writing, going to buy a very nice list and put my logo, everything I submitted yeah. to run it as a promoter where I get a commission. So when I submitted, my Mr. Jaya submitted it to Mr. Ho, which was the ex-general manager of One World Hotel. So he's from he's a Chinese man. So he called me, he said, hey, I want to see that guy. As I came there, I defended my, my business plan. Oh, you know what this man told me? He said, the problem is that 
your presentation is like that of an artist, but what you're writing here is a business plan, which is crazy because he had a lot of business plans from big, big people that want to take over the place. What I did was, man, that word interview. I just went to, <laughs> I, I went to, I went to Damansara and I cut off my dreadlock. As I cut off my dreadlock, I put dreadlock inside bag. I'm like, I feel like I've worn this for long. Now it's time to rebrand because people don't understand the power of rebranding. That's what I always tell young people, people that wants to be, be an expert and all that here, you have to learn how to adapt with times and rebrand yourself also. I went back after a week or two. The guy saw me, he was like, man, this thing you did, you know what? Because of that, I've already said, I want you to take over. I said, no, sir, I'm changing the deal. He said, what? I want to own the place. I want to pay rent. I want to lease it for one year. I want to be the owner. He said, I don't know what I'm saying. I said, yes, I know what I'm saying. We sat down there, the balls I had, bro. This man looked at me and said, okay. And gave me a deal. I got a deal. I became an owner of a club where a lot of other people from here, Lucas, were somewhere to get a club. I ran that club for one year, bro. I was paying rent every month. It was mine for that duration. I was the landlord. Mm. The hotel has to get my signature to get anything. <laughs> you understand? Oh, wow. yeah. Like, and I learned something in that boardroom, what that man told me, which I will never forget. In business, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Yeah. Wow. So this is what I'm saying. Sometimes you need to just adapt. Socialize, go in. Don't be afraid to share your idea. I'm telling you, all these things I'm telling you, I'm an introvert. You can find me online. I will just be quiet. I don't talk. Like I go on clubhouse. I don't even say anything. But if you get into the room with me and the yeah. energy is right, yeah. you are going to get me. And because I am somebody that love to share. At the same time, I go by energy, you know, and I have a lot of story to tell, you know, here being a black, you know, being an inspired being and all that. We've been through it all. We came from, you know, you know, we came from a place where we just want to survive. So, you know, sorry for going on a long tangent, just there, you know, just coming in here and what I'm going to go back to again and again is adapt as quickly as possible and socialize, visit new places, you know, discover things, share the experience, join networking events, you know, communicate and if possible, learn the language, even if it is basics, you know, so these are my answers. Okay, I think to to round that that was that that was good. Like it's like I think it's it's something that we all need to know basically. So yeah, that's that's definitely good. Um, but to round up, um, maybe a a tiny brief summary, just um, um, short. Uh, what you what you think? Um, uh, just to round up your experience as a black expat in in Malaysia. Yeah, that's that just roundup summary, basically. Well, my my experiences is that, uh, you know, what I can say is that it's been it's been it's been a roller coaster. What I mean by that is it's been an interesting journey, and um, you know, I always say again, which I'll be dropping other words here and there, is that my experiences has been have failed. I've succeeded and I learned quickly that the acknowledgement of failure is the beginning of growth. If you don't acknowledge you fail, you will never grow because you will continue to either pumping money into that failure or you continue to waste your time. So as a black expert here, I understood that quickly because you don't have a bank to bail you out. You don't have a loan you can get quickly. And if you decide to go and get loan the other way, you know how it ends. So, Understanding that every mistake you make has consequence. Understanding that you have to acknowledge your failure as quickly as you can so that you can move on from that and get into something else is very important in this journey, being a black man, being a black woman, being a black individual, being a person of color in this country, you know, as an expert, you have to be very, very smart when alternating the curves that comes your way. So, you know, those words are what I can put together. Those are what helps me through the challenges. Those are what helped me through everything. 
So it, it's it's been a journey, bro. It, it's been it's been it's been you know it's been interesting. You know, as I said, even in my challenges, you know, you know, just the, I'm a very curious mind. So that helps me. I'm very curious, bro. I'm I'm a very curious person. I will if I need something, if I want to understand something, Chukudi, I will ask you. I will come to you if possible. I can take a drive from here to Penang. I want to know. I want to understand the, the hunger. You have to always be hungry. You know, you have to always be hungry because if you're not hungry, you're going to stay where you are. Yeah. So the challenge is, is just having that hunger to get through it and all that. So, you know, because I've said a lot of things and, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, take over this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that's part of the idea. You should, you should talk, do more of the talking and, and you've, done, yeah. you've done a lot of that so far. So that's, I think yeah. that's really good. Uh, but, but yeah. I think on that note, still, hopefully we can get you um, on the podcast um, soon, uh, even if it's to talk about general issues. Um, I think that would be good. At least I, I, I do feel like you have a lot more that you can, that people can learn from you. And that's, that's something that um, I think everyone should get a chance to, to experience. Um, yeah. But on that, I'm, I'm always... I'm always like you, you, you have me now, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you have good energy. I'm always free. You can always let me know we could, because this is something I was saying to my partner that I did that I want to actually start doing blog, you know, like I want to start writing because I feel like that's a part of me where I've not even explored and you should join Clubhouse. You know, the beauty of Clubhouse is it's important you join Clubhouse really, because if you join Clubhouse, I can send you an invite. Use an iPhone, right? Yeah, I already have. I'm already on Clubhouse. I'm just not very active there yet. Okay, you yeah. need to come on Clubhouse. Yeah. When you come on Clubhouse, like you, you, you have. I sent you my Clubhouse ID. Yeah. You can follow me on Clubhouse. When you follow me, I'll follow you back. I can maybe in the next week I can create or schedule a room, order experts, you know, and all that where we can have a conversation. You know, there is a lot of things you can build from there that you can trans, you can put it into your podcast program because it's it's an avenue where you can actually speak to people like this audio and also reach out and understand more because I just love to learn, brother. And um, anytime you can always get me to come on here to share my beat and all that because I am here to support blackness. I am here to support a fellow you know nigerian i'm here to support what you're doing and thank you for doing this bro yeah thank you so much thanks thanks for, for agreeing to join us today uh thanks for coming <laughs> on the show um on that note we'll round up this episode of the other experts podcast um hope everyone got something um out of this because uh, i know i did um i'm definitely looking forward to having um stanley having you back on the show um, at some point in the future um yeah thanks thanks again thanks for joining us thank you so much and all i can leave um everyone with is a word that says life is a teacher we are here to learn and we learn to survive let's survive it brothers and thank you so much for having me once again Chukudi. all right <laughs> thanks stanley <laughs> um see you guys on the next one this episode of the other experts podcast was created and edited by reward inc the intro soundtrack was by big main sound machine edited by the small room production listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcast from spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, google music and more connect with us on your preferred social media platform facebook instagram twitter or linkedin Visit our website, otherexperts.com, for resources, blog updates, and more.